Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, young adults ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What's good, everybody? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Collective Podcast. Let's get right into it. Um, today, we're going to talk about with, uh, with Derek Hudson, who is the young adult pastor at Calvary Church in Johnson City. Uh, I want you to hear the conversation me and him have on the balance of challenging people to live a holy life while still... Um, still using a template of grace, so to speak, not forcing them, not commanding, not demanding, but using a template of grace. So definitely want you to hear this. Um, when it comes to any topic, every topic, uh, one of the, uh, I guess somebody that I always would love to approach is this guy, Derek, because Derek, man, Derek is, I mean, there's, there's so many different things that, uh, that we can go into, but one of the things I want to talk about is, or definitely get your insight is, um, when it comes to challenging people, because as the young adult life pastor, you know, you're working with, you're working with us, our age group, um, from, I think it was 18 to 35, 36, can't remember that, that yeah. age, but, you know, dealing with that, uh, man, our, our society is so diverse, um, so diverse in what we believe, so diverse in, um, you know, it seems like everybody is marching about something, um, and that's our generation. So I, I believe to, I guess, to shepherd over this age group or this age bracket is probably a little bit more challenging than what we've seen our predecessors do in the past. So my, I guess, long story short, my question is, when it comes to challenging people, um, how do, how do, how do we do that and still, and still show grace in the process? Challenging people and showing grace in the process. Well, I guess the first thing I would say is. Um, in our in our own abilities and in our own strength and in our uh own mind we we definitely don't have the ability to do it um challenging people mm-hmm. without coming across as being uh as condemning people um really is only possible in the spirit of god because um uh, left to our own devices we're selfish as you know that's yeah <laughs> when it comes down to it we are we're pretty selfish and so um the way it would come across is selfish, but um, when we look at the Gospels in the life of Jesus, we see he had this unique ability to be tough and loving and all at the same time. It was never like we have, you know, I think a lot of times we think that, um, you know, we kind of have a mindset, especially if we haven't been in the faith long, like there's an old, te- there was a version of Jesus that's one way and there's a version of Jesus that's another way, but really, He's all things at all times. So when he's when he's righteous, he's also holy, and when he's holy, he's also full of grace, and when he's full of grace, he's also full of he's also just, and so he's all these things at the same time. And so, um, in order to approach people like you know in a challenging manner, yet in a loving manner, man, we just have to be in strong pursuit of of the heart of God, and then that that that'll help us have the right things to say. You know, he said he would give us the words to say. Um, yeah. And so I think that's the key for for sure. Um, looking looking and seeing everything that 
is going on today, um, especially with our generation, what we are making our um, mark on when it comes to history. Like, what do you see that you're like, man, that's, I'm glad we're making, uh, I'm glad we're making that stride or we're going that direction. And then, you know, after you get done with that, we'll talk about, you know, the opposite of that. But I guess for our generation, what are you, you know, what are you, you know, most proud of that? Okay, like, wow, that's that's the direction we're going. That We're definitely putting our fingerprint on that. Um, what would that be for you, you say? Uh, what I, I guess I would say what, what I've seen um, growing up in church my whole life, um, one of the changes I guess I've noticed is that from, from the kids who kind of grew up in church who haven't abandoned the faith, who have stayed in the faith, one of the changes I think has happened is uh, just a change in the authenticity, uh, authenticity of, of our approach to the gospel. I think this generation is a lot more honest about where we are as believers. Um, you know, there, there kind of was this theme about, um, you know, Christians being perfect, this idea of the perfection and the holiness of the believers for a long time. And I think we're just at a place, and this is, you know, one thing I do think the church has done much better at as a whole is I think we're at a place where we're just much more authentic um, and we're, we're much more forgiving and much uh, show much more grace than I think we did in the past. I think it's, um, you know, one of the, the benefits of social media has allowed us to be authentic. Um, and I think some of the things that has happened as a result of some of the negative things we've seen uh, with pastors falling and committing sin in front of everybody and kind of being exposed, that's kind of forced Christians um, to look inward and to examine ourselves and, you know, realize that a lot of our leaders are proclaiming one thing and living another life, and what that's forced us to do is take a more um, a, an approach that is has a much more grace in it yeah. when it comes to reaching out to other people. So I, I would say that we're just a lot less judgmental than we used to be as a mm -hmm. whole. I think that's something that you can kind of sense um, around the church at large. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be the main thing. We're just in in general we're, we're more open than we used to be. Yeah. Definitely more of especially things that we talk about um, from the pulpit. Have you noticed that? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that would kind of lead into the next part because there's there's good things and bad things with that. But um, yeah, I, I, we're certainly we're certainly um, more courteous from the pulpit. I believe in general as a church, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, um, I guess what's uh, what's something that you've seen, um, and there's several things. Uh, you know, take your time with it, but um, just that have been eye-opening, like, wow, like, really, that's, you know, that's the direction that we've, you know, kind of barreled down, so to speak, um, that's, you know, that's definitely been eye-opening and maybe alarming to you. Well, um, it's a great question. I think it's really hard to say it's super alarming, but it is, it's kind of, it's odd and really unbelievable to see it take take place because really the day that we're living in, if you, you know, in Isaiah and Jeremiah, a lot of the things that's happening in this day was prophesied about years and years ago, right? You know, about there being a day where good would become as evil and evil would become as good. You know, if we kind of look outside, we look at our laws, we look at society, we're, we're in that time. We're getting very close to that time. And so one of the things that, um, that has been a little bit hard to watch, even though it hadn't been shocking, is just to see the, the pressure of society kind of um, influence a lot of, a lot of aspects of the church. We, um, you know, one of the good things that we talked about earlier is that we're certainly more accepting and we're more open. 
Um, but the challenge is to to be accepting and to be open without changing the conviction and without trying to alter the truth of the gospel. That's good. Can you, can you give an example of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, for example, I think probably the most prevalent one that we deal with is uh, the hot, you know, one of the hot button topics is homosexuality and, you know, the transgender community. Um, and so it's, you know, it's that one's so sensitive because we're talking about um, such a sensitive issue, love, lust, sexuality. It's so, it's all woven into humanity. It's it's a scientific, it's chemical makeup. And so when you talk about that, you're really getting at the soul of people. And we know that um, when God called the man and the woman together, it wasn't just a physical um, it wasn't just a physical coming together. It was uh, an intimate and a deeper connection. It was in the soul. And so what happens is we're talking, we're trying to address this topic, and we tread so lightly because the reality is people get in an uproar because it's really about the soul. And a lot of people think, you know, you're trying to tell them what to do, and it's their own life, and it's just their body. But that's, you know, that's where they miss the boat. It's really, it's really their soul. And so I think one of the challenges that we've seen is that how do we love how do we love a homosexual? How do we treat them the same as Sally, who is in the church, who's not a homosexual, but she has an issue with gossiping? How do we just confront all of the struggles that we're all facing equally, yet not changing the truth of God's word that says man is to be with a woman and a woman is to be with a man? Like that's, there's no, it's not a gray area in God's word. You know, that's a straightforward, <laughs> that's a straightforward thing. And so how do we love yet still still preach that the truth. And um, I, I think that's, you know, you see some churches able to do that. And then you see some churches that's just completely caved in on the truth of God's word. And that's, I think as believers, that's where we have to stand up and, and fight and say, no, I, I can love you without, you know, without agreeing with you. And I think that's really what we've seen change with the, with the, with the culture, with social media and that thing. Everybody is, has a voice. Everybody has an opinion. And the mob mentality makes it so much so that if you speak out anything different, it's hate speech. And so what we've seen the transition become in this nation, we've seen the transition to um, no longer is tolerance a thing where I can love you and then disagree with you. That was what tolerance used to mean. But now tolerance means if I don't agree with you, it's hate speech. And so the trend that we're seeing is that it's almost becoming politically incorrect to be a Christian. It's crazy, you know. It's really it's about finding the balance because one of the things Christians tend to do is is to try to lean head too heavy on one side. But what we see from Jesus's life personally is a really unique balance. You know, in Luke nine, he talks about um, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. You know, that's a pretty tough statement when you're recruiting people. You know, most, yeah. you know that doesn't sound like any great sales pitch that you hear these days, but he's up front and he's, you know, his message was tough. But that's the same God that, you know, a few chapters later, um, a woman who was caught in the act of d- adultery who was set up, you know, a woman who had been unfaithful and people had found out about it and it most likely set her up. That's the mm-hmm. same God who said, you know, he's without sin, cast the first stone, you know, and he doesn't condemn her. So, we have a God that's really tough up front, but we also have a God who, who, who exercises that same toughness in the way he's going to love you and forgive you and show grace to you. Exactly. Um, what's, uh, uh, now, going, going definitely deeper into the ministry side of things, 
Um, as a young adult pastor, what's uh, what's some things that you strive for when it comes to, you know, just communicating and ministering to um, to your peers, so to speak? Well, it's uh, I guess the biggest thing I strive for is to find the balance of um, loving on each other as a church, supporting yeah. one another as believers, and not getting so comfortable in that that we forget the commission. Um, because there's a balance there. You know, the gospel does talk about us taking care of one another in church. You know, Acts in Acts 2, you know, nobody in the church had any need because that's how much grace they were flowing in. Um, everybody took care of everybody. Nobody had need. You know, I can't imagine, you know, think about that just from a practical perspective. Like, people wow. in our churches, nobody in the Christian church in the Tri-Cities having any need of anything. That's a mind-blowing thing. So it we is. definitely kind of lost it on, on that on that end a little bit. So the the balance is take we still gotta take care of each other, but we take care of each other and so that we're balanced and empowered to go out and win the community and to be uh to be all that God has called us to be for other people, for the lost, so that they can see us because there's that balance of he said, how this is how they'll know that you're mine, by your love one for another. So there's a there's a tough balance when you're talking about church ministry where you're um, where you've got um, the difference. I think the words that that best came to my spirit when I thought about this before when trying to plan for young adult is the difference between activity and momentum. Activity you can be really busy. You know there's a lot going on and you're going in circles. But if you don't have momentum, you're not going anywhere. You're just kind of moving around. And so I think oftentimes what we find at church ministry is that there's a lot of activity but there's not a lot of momentum. So we're going in circles. We're kind of doing the same Christian church thing. We take care of each other. See you on Sunday. Not a lot going out on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, Saturday. We, we kind of get back to the same place. And so it's the, the struggle is to find, to be active in supporting one another, but letting that activity build up momentum so that when we leave the four walls of the church and when we leave our small groups outside of the church, that we're actually effective and we're making strides in our community and we're making strides to see the laws come to Christ. Absolutely. That's one thing I've always felt like um, you do really well, um, especially when we've uh, come to some of the young adult life sessions. Um, you know, it just, it, um, cause when you go to church, it's, it's always a big activity um, and very little community that's actually um, pushed forward. But I remember when we came in, it was like, it was almost like community was the first thing. It was like, hey, you know, let's let's meet each other. Let's, you know, introduce each other, uh, introduce ourselves to each other, so to speak. And then it was like, okay, don't forget we have, you know, now let's uh, let's have some fun for a little bit. But it was, you know, it was the opposite of what the world likes to do, especially what popular churches like to do. And that was refreshing. Um, but I've even noticed after after. Um, doing that. I'm actually friends with um, somebody I met the very first night of uh, y'all's first session. And it's crazy because, you know, that was over a year ago, but still, like, we actually talk on social media. Um, I've actually met that person's parents and, you know, their siblings, all because um, you decided to do the opposite of status quo, so to speak. Wow. I appreciate that testimony, man. That's uh, that's awesome. That's uh that's what God does. It's a, it's a, it can be a challenge, but, um, and, you know, it's, it's challenging. It, it's funny because it's, it's affected the church, you know, technology and that kind of thing affected the church. When you can sit back, um, 
you know, on your devices and kind of select your friends and build the world that you're going to live in. Um, and what that, what that does is it's eliminated um, kind of the need for the, for the spirit. It's not eliminated the need, but it's eliminated our desire to seek the spirit to help us know, uh, you know, who to, who to be friends with and who needs us. You know, that's what it kind of comes down to. I think when we select friends and we spend time with each other, we kind of pick people based off of, you know, who, who feeds us, who brings something to us. But very rarely do we go look for people who need something that we have. And I think that's what you discover in community. You know, a lot of times we only show up to receive at a group or receive at an event, but we rarely show up to see, hey, man, who might be there that has that needs something that I've got? And that's completely biblical. That's not a prideful thing. That's a confidence in the God that you serve, that he's equipped you with something that other people need. And so when you show up to an event at a, at a church function or anything like that, you've got to realize there's people here who need what I have, and there's people there that have something that I need. And then I think, you you know, when people go with that mentality, you're going to see a lot more frequency in, in, in attendance because it's, it's not just something to show up to check off of a religious obligation. It's just not something that we show up to do um, just to fill time. It's actually fulfilling then. When we're actually living out the word, it becomes more fulfilling, and it's a lot easier to to do stuff in life when you when you're fulfilled when you do it. Wow, wow, Derek, man, I know I told you I wanted to get you on for one more uh, session. We we would record that later, but man, I'm just I'm listening to you, and I'm uh, I'm silently trying to take notes because I don't want the <laughs> microphone I don't want the microphone to pick up me like jotting all this stuff down on paper, but like. Uh, if it's cool with you, man, I want to break you on more, like for more, because I mean this, uh, this this is a meat sandwich. Uh, I mean, like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to puff you up, bro, but I'm serious. This is a meat sandwich, uh, but it's it's needed too. It's needed because the because uh, I mean I feel like I feel like I sound like my grandmother, but uh, Jesus is coming back, um, right? But, um, but the scriptures say like, you know, don't count um, don't count this this long time of waiting as him being slack, but it's actually a sign of his love where he is trying to allow as many people to come to know him. And, you know, that falls back on us. Like you said, you know, for us not to just focus on activity, but focus on momentum, focus on what's going to, what's going to cause people to become more aware of Jesus and the standard that God has for us. So, so I definitely got to get you on for that, uh, for more, for more stuff. Uh, before we go, man, I got to know who you got pit to uh, to win the to win it all in the NBA finals. Man, the NBA playoffs are crazy right now, and I, I love them every year. But I don't know that I've ever been this into it in the first round, man. There's so many intriguing matchups because you know the the injury factor is definitely factored into it. Uh, with Curry being being hurt, obviously the Warriors. You know, if you have to. You have to have to have a pick under my head type thing. You know, I, I guess I'd have to say the Warriors. But, man, them Rockets, they look good. But everybody's testing everybody first round. So They are. I could, You know, I, I really, though, I, I could see Houston winning it all, man. I mean, they, they've consistently – it's weird, but they've consistently been better than Golden State all year. You know, head-to-head, and I know regular season is only a fraction of what happens in the playoffs. But yeah. they uh, – they they've been consistently better all year. They're missing one of their best defensive players, so it'll be a toss up. But if Curry's not if Curry's not right when it's time to play Houston, uh, yeah, I think right now I'm going with the Rockets. Man. 
I agree. I told somebody the other day, I said, man, I could see the Rockets upsetting the Warriors because, uh, I mean, they're they're just clicking. They have momentum. Boom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not just activity, but a lot of momentum, brother. Yeah, for sure. They are killing it. So, man, Derek, thank you for taking your time out of your schedule, man, to, to just drop all this knowledge with us. Um, just real quick, uh, tell everybody where they can uh, they can find you on different social media outlets. Um, definitely plug in Young Adult Life. Um, if you're in the Tri Cities, you definitely want to hit that up. But Derek, tell us how we can how we can stay up to date with you. Um, well, this is not something I do often, so I'm like, what is my social media thing? <laughs> um, I'm I'm a chocolate peacehead on Instagram, and so. That usually is something pretty easy to remember. A yeah. chocolate cheesehead, and that's because I'm a Packers fan. Um, so that's my Instagram. Um, just my name. I'm Derek Hudson on Facebook. Um, and I'm Wesley Snaps on Snapchat because my middle <laughs> name's Wesley, and that's clever. Whether you like it or not, I think it's clever. It is clever. Uh, young Adult Life at Calvary Church, man. It's on Pickens Bridge Road in Boone's Creek. We, um, we meet the third Friday of every month at seven. So all uh, we ask for is registration. You can register on online and it's free for adults. And there's just a small fee if you have kids for childcare, but we feed everybody and we, we worship and we, we build community. So love to see you out, man. No matter, and it's no matter what church you go to, too. I want to emphasize that. Because yeah. We're one big body, man. We're one big body. So coming to young adult doesn't mean you're, you have to be a member of Calvary church, man. We, love anybody who's who's pursuing truth you know what i mean i do man Darren, man thanks so much bro you have a awesome day hey appreciate you brother you're a blessing and this podcast is a blessing thank you so much for tuning in to true north we hope you'll join us again next time